0: Though you have not seen him you love him and even though you do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls concerning this salvation the prophets who spoke of grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the spirit of christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of christ and the glories that would follow it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had, when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, to be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by playing the truth, so that you have sincere love, your brothers, love one another deeply. <coughs> From the heart, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. Through the living and the enduring word of God, for all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. What sort of week you've had? this week. I asked that question earlier on. Has it been a joyous week, singing psalms and melodies, praising the Lord? Or has it been a week that you'd rather not relive? I wonder how your week has been. Sarah and I and Jack are waiting to exchange on a property our first home that we're buying uh, as a family, and that is stressful because you're waiting on that one phone call to say everything has been exchanged, go ahead. And that causes tension because you don't know where you are. And in life, we have tensions and struggles, but they are meant to strengthen us and strengthen our faith that we rest on the God who is the creator of heaven and earth. And he knows the plans he has for us. He has plans to prosper us, to do us good, to lead us into the right place, and to take care of us. But sometimes life causes us to wobble, and we need to stand firm on what we know. Sundays are a time to relax in the presence of God. Once you've made it out of the door and into the house of God, then we're here to meet with him. It's a great way for Christians to take out time of their lives, to spend time concentrated on him because if you were at home, things invade the ping of WhatsApp the ting of some other social media that steer your thoughts somewhere else. But when we're here, hopefully, there won't be any tinging or pinging because we're here to concentrate on God. I've just made sure that my other mobile phone is turned on to silent because it's always nuisance calls that will call you at a most inappropriate moment, isn't it? So, depending on the week we've had, affects the way that we come into this place this morning. But it can be affected for the good of what we're about to share together. So, the purpose of reading this whole passage is that I want to encourage us, one and all, on how much God has given to us. God has given us everything. And because he's given us everything, we should have the strength to share that everything with other people. Now, that's not always so easy, is it? But just a a reminder, a summary, really, of this passage um, from verses 3 to 9 Peter reminds us of these things his mercy is great it's not lacking in anything he's given us a new birth I am a new creation because of what he did he's given us a living hope He's given us an inheritance that can never perish. The reason that we're in the position to buy a house is that we've received an inheritance. Okay, So we have to invest that inheritance for the good. Because if it sits in the bank, it can be withered away. Or crooks could get in there and steal it away. So you need to put the things that God has given you to good, And the good thing is that they won't perish or spoil because they're better than any earthly thing. And they're being kept in heaven where they're protected. Through faith, we're shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation. The coming of salvation. Are you a little confused here? Because Jesus has already come. So the coming of salvation surely has already been. Because Jesus came that men may have life and have it in all abundance and all fullness and all joy. So why is Peter speaking about salvation? He's speaking about salvation here because he's talking about it will be revealed in the last days so we are living in the parousia of Christ in the eschatological age of Christ so what that means is that Christ came died upon a cross and he said one day I will come back but I will come like a thief in the night and you never know when a thief is coming do you? a thief doesn't write you a note or send you a WhatsApp, or ping you on Facebook and say, by the way, at four o'clock on Thursday, I'm going to pop round and rob your house. Because if you knew that, you would be overly prepared for that to happen, wouldn't you? And the thief wouldn't get anywhere, would they? But in the same way, Jesus says that he will come like a thief in the night, You won't know when he's coming but what you will know for sure is that he is coming back again and peter is speaking about the salvation that is yet to come and it is going to happen in the last time many people would say that we're living in the last times because they read the book of revelation They see in the book of Revelation that these things will happen, floods will come, torment will come, etc., etc., etc. Tick, 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 tick. But you see, Jesus said that he will not tell us when he is coming, but he has told us that he will come back. So we can't tick off things like a list because it doesn't work that way, because he will come when he is ready to come. The world is ready for him to come because the world is in turmoil, turmoil. But you see, it says in scripture, too, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That can't happen unless people hear the message of Jesus. There are places around the world that don't have access to scripture. But They confess Jesus as Lord because somebody has gone and told them about Jesus. And they believe what they have heard, not what they have read. And the Bible Society is trying to get Scripture into parts of the world, into the um, 1040 window, uh, where Scripture isn't at the moment, but it will be. Do you know, in our country, we have hundreds of versions of the Bible hundreds. And in some places they don't have one word of scripture at all. So Peter is encouraging his readers to greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. We go through tough times in life And uh, we have to go through those things in order to grow our faith. Some people would say, but why would a God that loves people allow them to suffer? Why would somebody have cancer and die and suffer in that way and family look on and see this suffering? Because it's in the times of suffering and grief that we grow stronger, our faith becomes stronger. These have come so that your faith will be of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine as a result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So basically what Peter is saying here is that you need to be living out your faith that it will be evident when Jesus comes back again because we're living in that time in between the first and the second coming of Jesus. Though you've not seen him, you love him. It's an interesting thing, isn't it, with faith and with the Christian faith because we do worship a God who we've never seen. We've never seen the person of Jesus physically ourselves. But because we believe in faith through the pages of Scripture, in the things that he did to give salvation to men, then we believe that we will have an eternal life in heaven and therefore, we will see Jesus face to face, as this scripture tells us. Even though you have not seen it, you don't see him now. You believe in him, and are filled with an inexpressible, inexpressible, and glorious joy. Joy is a wonderful thing, isn't it? unfortunately in life it doesn't last for very long it's a little thing that comes now and again where you feel joyous or maybe it's me maybe I've got something wrong that I don't always feel joyous and godly and spiritual but we are human aren't we there's a song um, by Rag and Bone Man Lord, I'm only human after all. And I think that's true. We need to keep that in our minds, that we are only human, but we've been changed because of the spirit of God. So because of your faithfulness, in verse 9, it says, for you are receiving the goal of your salvation. The salvation of your souls so we will get that prize that's promised if we stay faithful to the cause and the concern and then verse 10 through to 12 talks about that the prophets told the people how it would be and how it would pan out and taught them not to point to themselves but to to point to god in the hope that Salvation and faith would remain strong in the lives of people. So, verse 13, there is a therefore, and at Bible college we were told, you ask, what is it there for? Bet you haven't heard that one before, have you? But it's there to remind us of what came before. You see, why would you be doing these things? because of all the things I've just told you. Therefore, do these things because of what I've just told you. Prepare your minds for action. You can never be unemployed in the Christian faith. There is always something to do. There is no universal credit or no job seekers' allowance or no disability allowance in the faith of Christianity because you could never be idle if your faith is strong and active. So a call to action. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Well, the good news is we have that grace now, don't we? We live in the grace, the un That inexpressible gift that God gave through giving His Son that we may have eternal life. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had and live in ignorance. Basically, you've learnt what was bad. Don't go back to it. As a dog returns to its vomit, says in Scripture, doesn't it? Don't be like that. Don't live in ignorance but live in what you know now. And here is the crucial verse. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. But just as he who called you is holy, be holy in all you do. Now, that doesn't mean, as Christians, we need to go through life with a sickly smile telling people about our faith trying to convert them to our faith but what it does mean is remember that we are holy because he is holy we have our hope and joy because he gave it to us because he is our hope and our joy. For it is written, be holy, because I am holy. You know, as I hate looking at myself in a mirror, I only look in a mirror, really, when I'm shaving, because otherwise it's dangerous, isn't it? But I don't like mirrors, because you see yourself, don't you? And you know, in life, we need to reflect what Jesus is to us other people as if a mirror image because we are created in the image of God so therefore if we're created in the image of God we reflect God's image as people look upon us as if they were looking in a mirror so what we do with our lives reflects how people see the church so if we're down the pub necking 15 pints of lager and then going along Harrow High Street and doing things we ought not to, but then on a Sunday morning we're seen to go into church. Which bit are people going to remember? They're going to remember the 15 pints of lager, doing things down Harrow High Street that you shouldn't do, not the going to church bit. And our lives kind of need to portray our faith, and our beliefs. You see, our world in which we live needs to see that the church is holy. It is set apart because of what Jesus did. And the final verses of this passage say, For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the Word of God stands forever. The Word of God stands forever. Although other things will fall away, the Word of God will not fall away because it is strong. And we have access to the Word of God for the building up of our lives, for the betterment of other people. So let us... Try as much as we can to be holy because he is holy.